Hello once again and welcome to yet another episode of Behind the Voice. Thank you so much guys for clicking on this episode and listening to this very episode and the other episodes if you have and if you haven't already, they are right there present in this very podcast. So check it out with the amazing voice actors that I got to talk to. I had a wonderful opportunity to talk to Emily Tennant who plays Hannah in the Chant video game. Now this video game is very incredible and different because you have rituals going on, you have a cult and uh, you have trouble in the cult. And usually that's what a cult is represented in sort of horror genres. And that's what you get to see in that particular game. And Hannah character was someone who wanted to be free and now she got herself into some trouble. So it was very interesting to talk to her about how she played the role, how it was her first time being in a video game space and so much more. We also touched upon anxiety a little bit at the end and the very end. And it just was a very fun time to talk to Emily. So without any further ado, let's just jump right in. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yay. That's so cool. Uh, you know, play, I, Playing video games for me, is it's just so fun. I've been playing video games for so long. And it's just, it's there's one thing, obviously, playing a game, it's fun. But also when I see characters and their stories and I can relate to it or I just, you know, dwell so much deep into it, I care for the characters. It's so cool. So, you know, and, and right before a few years back, I think being a character or voice acting in a, a character in a video game was not as prominent i guess or what was not as important as it is right now as how as the level of it it has grown so much it's so cool so how when you when, how did you get into the role of hannah into the, into the chant video game how did that happen well uh i have been working in the tv and film industry for a long time. I started when I was a kid and I've just started uh, in the voice world in actually the last five or six years, I think. So that all felt fairly new to me. Um, and I received an audition for a horror video game and I sent an MP3 audition. So it's just voiceover. I sent that off and I think a few weeks later I was brought in for a callback. And uh, it was really cool. I got to go to Brass Token's office and um, I came in totally prepared for a voiceover audition. I was like, I'm going to go stand in a booth wearing my headphones, reading off the page. And I came in and I met Mike Scupa, the creative director, and Sapna Dial, uh, the executive producer. And I immediately saw a camera set up and they're like, so we're just going to read the lines with you. And I just, I was instant panic. I was like, oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm not off book. And they looked at me like, what does off book mean? I was like, ah, sorry, TV and film. Like I would normally come to an audition with makeup on, prepared to be in front of a camera, know my lines off by heart. But I thought this was a voiceover audition. So I was new to motion capture and all of that. They were so sweet. Uh, They're like, it doesn't matter that you're not memorized. It's all good. We read the lines together. And then they asked me to do uh, an improvisation as a young woman who uh, found herself in sort of a cult-like situation, but was a true believer uh, in this leader. And I personally am a fan of true crime and fascinated by, by cults and psychology. So I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I great. found out, yeah, a few months later that I'd booked the role and the journey started it was pretty cool that's so cool i i love that it's um is was it because you got were you interested in this role because it was in the horror genre 
Was that ever a thing like a horror? Yay. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been very lucky to work in all sorts of genres, but horror is definitely a fun one. Yeah. Yes, it's that's I I love horror so much. I just watch all the horror movies, play horror games, and just watch horror videos. I feel like I've lost my nerve as I've gotten older, though. Like I remember yeah. in my teens, I loved all the scary movies, and now I'm like, well, can we watch it at four p.m. so I have time to <laughs> <laughs> relax or maybe put on something from Disney? I don't know. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's how my sister is. Like, she will say, like, I want to watch something hot. I'm like, sure, like, here you go. This is the one. And she watches it always in the afternoon because she gotta watch something funny in the night. She cannot sleep. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. It takes a toll. Yeah, it takes a toll. Yeah. Uh, but how has this experience been for you? You know, this, this was your first motion capture, so it would it must be weird. You know, first of all, having all these things in your in your head and you're wearing all the the weird suits that you wear and you know it looks so odd but obviously when you see the game like none of it, it is there but you know what that experience was for the first time for you oh it was i mean it was super exciting i was so thrilled to go in and put on the suit and have all the little dots connected to me and <laughs> and wear the helmet with the iPhone hanging in front of your face. I think that's the biggest trip is that you're acting with people, but like you turn your head and it's just this big arm with this thing in front of you, you know, tracking all your facial movements. Yeah. And to be able to act and pretend that none of that is there is a skill in itself. Um, my first time stepping in the volume, uh, it just, it was just such a cool experience. It was such an intimate set, wonderful cast, wonderful crew, such a great team. I'm so grateful for the learning experience that I had working with Brass Token on this level. Uh, with this game, I just, I'm, it was such a great experience. I, I hope I get to do something like this again. Oh, that's cool. I know. I feel like if I ever, God knows, I would say don't bring me there but if i ever got to be a, a part of that i would probably be super intimidated and be like i guess i'm just gonna head out to, from that door and just exit no <laughs> no i mean you're lucky enough i think we were lucky enough to have very supportive people there and and it's a learning curve for sure but yeah. um i think that yeah i never had the sense of i i gotta run away i was just like <laughs> i need to so exciting that's 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 awesome uh as you as you played the character Hannah, was it ever a, a time or a moment, or do you do this in every other roles that you get? Where you do you always relate to your character, or you try to relate to your character, or or is it just like, oh, you know what, I'm just gonna play this character, and maybe it's gonna call for me, or just I'm just gonna play it, or do you have to like relate in some way? I think it's always good to try and find ways to relate to the character you're playing. Uh, we're all here a part of the human experience. There's going to be something that you can relate to. Um, I'm lucky that I've never found myself in Hannah's position. However, I, I of course, relate to the feeling of, of looking for belonging and meaning. Yeah. And I think yeah. Hannah's a great reminder. She's a bright young woman who met a very charismatic person who told her that he had the key to inner peace and yeah. happiness and, and to end suffering, who doesn't want that? So I think it just goes to show that anyone could find themselves in this position. If someone catches them at the right moment in their life where they're vulnerable enough to go, oh, wow, 
I want, I want the key to inner peace. Yeah. Tell me more. So again, lucky I've never been in that position, but I can absolutely relate, relate to Hannah. That's, that's cool. I actually, you know, the, the main protagonist, Jess, and then you have like so many other characters and you have like really, they have like di different, you know, uh, interactions and different kind of relationships that's, that forms with these characters. Uh, do, what can you tell about that relationship with, with the main character, Jess, that you get to interact with? And obviously, as you mentioned that the, the partner at the time, like who promised him that, promised her that she will get, she will be better in, in, in generally. What, what was those relationships like with all these characters? Well, I think it's a struggle with Hannah because I think there is part of her, well, definitely in the beginning, that believed Tyler was doing good yeah. and she wanted to bring more people in and she believed in his message and she believed in what they were doing. And I think she still struggles with that even when she sees signs of, of Tyler maybe not doing the right things for the right reasons. So I think it's complicated when Jess arrives on the island because there is still that part of Hannah that, that wants to believe that what they're doing is right. Um, so I do think she is trying to convince Jess of this and make Jess feel comfortable and, and bring her in. Um, but I think Jess questioning things also forces Hannah to question things. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. for sure. I, because I, 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 to be honest, I would say at one point, and it's probably towards sort of the end of the game is what I thought like, hmm. What if is Hannah actually kind of be the real villain because she turns around and she has some like different at the very end goes very differently and I was like, I she is the villain I should have known I knew it <laughs> uh, it has to be and it was like uh, damn and you know how how the whole the whole story went so it, you know I would say this do you do you enjoy like being a, a villainous or a negative character or do you like like both the roles a, a hero or a positive character or both the roles or do you like mostly negative or there's one side hero or negative i think that's a great question i mean i'll i'll say i think the villains are more fun <laughs> always <laughs> I think it's fun to be evil and why like what brought them to that place no one i mean yeah. maybe some people are i'd like to think no one's born evil but who knows um <laughs> yeah i'd say it's more fun to play the villain i'll say my face you know, my appearance lends itself to uh, maybe to play the other roles, but I think there's something interesting too about, you know, the the girl next door maybe not being as sweet as she looks. Yeah, she's she's not <laughs> sweet as she looks. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? Like, you know, I I know that you just mentioned that you've been just started into the voice acting world and uh this was your first motion capture as well so there's like obvious differences between shooting in a video game and then in movies or tv shows what what do you think is like the biggest difference that you find in these two mediums well you really have to use your imagination right you really have to pretend you're not standing in this in this room wearing all these dots and this helmet and um there's that, but I think I think also performance tends to lean more towards theater. And I haven't done a lot of theater in my life, but you know, on set, TV and film, extreme close-ups, you're talking about really subtle acting choices. And I think when working on this set, you can lean towards broader, bigger choices, physicality, things like that, which can sometimes feel like 
at acting and like letting go of that and going, no, this serves the game. And all these actors here, they're great actors. You know, we're doing our best job. And if someone were to take what we do in the volume and bring it to a film set, it might look a little crazy, but <laughs> it works. And, yeah. and we've had great feedback from the game. And I think that's been a really cool discovery is in those moments where it feels so big, it's actually, it completely works in the gameplay. That's cool. That's amazing. Uh, did you ever get to see anything about the game? Did you get to see like gameplays or maybe reviews for the game? Did you ever get to see any of that? As it went on, they'd show us storyboards and things like that. But I think actually that was something that was difficult was uh, there's so much of the game that goes on outside of the scenes we got to act. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we were really lucky because Mike and Safna were always there to give us context and give us information that we don't have in these scenes. But that was a difficult part of, of doing this sort of video game. Because normally as an actor, you're given a script, you know, you get the whole thing, you get to yeah. see everything. They definitely showed us what they could uh, during the making of the game, which which was so cool to get little glimpses. But in the last you know couple of months as it's come out to actually see it all come together, I just thought it looked so cool. It looks so beautiful. I'm, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm really impressed with what they put together. Yeah, it looks very good. I, I really, really like the graphics of the game and you know the expressions of the people's faces and it's just all the whole the whole world looks pretty cool and you know the cultist vibe is like oh yes i, I the, the moment when i saw <laughs> the chant as a game and then i knew it oh this is the cult one oh so i'm just i'm i was like very much excited to to get into this game because of because of just that i'm like aha this is gonna be something um <laughs> well it felt and i could i could be wrong maybe you know but it felt like something that hadn't been done before something that yeah. hadn't been but so topical and something people would be really interested in. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty true that it has not really been done before per se as a, as a, like a full-on cultist where people are just, you know, joining in to thinking that they can, you know, feel better and just have a better life moving on forwards. But, oh, oh that does not happen that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just something completely different. Um, but, uh, you know... It's so crazy. I was mentioning before, like how video game acting in video games has grown so much. Uh, now, what what do you think about acting in video games now, and how the level it has gone to? Well, I mean, I've seen just glimpses of my partner. He plays different video games, and and the graphics and everything just seem. I mean, it it seems like it's just reaching new levels very, very quickly. Yeah. And it's just really cool. It's cool to see all these Hollywood actors and all these people joining these games. And I also love when they have unknown actors in there too. And um, I think it's amazing to see how quickly things are changing mm -hmm. and how beautiful these games look. And I, it must just feel so immersive especially when you're getting really talented actors to do these games and then you're just there, you're in it. I just, I think it's such a cool, it's it's such a cool thing that we get to do this. Yeah, it's it's super cool thing. And I love that, like even everybody who now can have much more of a chance to like, you know, I'm just wanna, this video game thing looks pretty cool. I wanna dive into it and see how it is. And when they get into that world, which maybe some people are a little bit skeptical on how maybe acting here in a video game might be a little bit odd or different, but when they get into it, it's a new world and they experience new things and they want to do it again. Do you have that feeling like if you have another opportunity for another video game, would you like to do it again or? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There was a moment when uh, we were in the sound booth with uh, Paul Ruske, the um, sound director, and they had us, well, I was doing all of Hannah's lines, but then they also had me do some creatures. And that is my favorite. <laughs> I love it. I feel like I have so many creatures and monsters that live inside of me that just need to be let out. Um, so I remember doing some of like the high pitched screams and that and they were like, are you interested in doing more horror video games? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> so um, absolutely, that's that's the answer to that. I would love that. I would love to play more monsters if anyone has that for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's it was such a fun process, and it was so cool. All the steps, like from the very beginning, the facial scans, and then going into the volume, and then going into the sound booth, and just seeing how it all came together. It's it's a really cool process. That's that's awesome. I which means that you should be the like the next monster movies or not monster movies, monster games. You you gotta be it. You gotta be the main monster. <laughs> you gotta be the one who leads the pack. Okay. <laughs> Let's put that into the universe. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, that's I love that. I love because there's a lot of games like uh, especially the ones that I've I played and even has now a TV show called The Last of Us. And I, I played I played that game so much and there's so many you know zombie noises that you know actors have to make and i'm like i don't know how they do it but they do very good <laughs> it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun skill to have and it's it's fun <laughs> to kind of jump into those different types of monsters what does the monster look like what do they sound like how should i pitch my voice here how scratchy is their scream how high pitched you know those those questions <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and you guys are able to do that and do it so well Hats off to you guys. You, you guys do it wonderfully. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you did mention, we talked earlier about how you have not played a lot of video games and, uh, you know, like you just stopped playing video games a while ago, but you're trying to get back into video games, playing some games again. Uh, have you heard of any of the games that, you know, maybe anybody has been maybe recommending to you or you have just heard so much on social media? Is there any game that you remember? That's a good question. You know, again, my gaming stopped at NBA Jam and uh, Mario Kart, Super Nintendo and and N64, which are still fantastic, and I will play today. Um, but when the controllers started getting different and Xbox and all these things came out, I just never got the hang of it. And and I'm I'm excited to start dabbling. So um, there is one game I played just to figure out how to move in the game, which was. Uh, I think it's called What Remains of Edith Finch, which was just a story game. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It and is. it felt, okay, this was a great introduction for me to see how a world can be all encompassing and you can just travel around and, and find the clues that you need. And it definitely sparked an interest in me. So I'm excited to explore more. Wow, that's so cool. That is a wonderful game to start start off with. You don't have a lot, tons of things to do, but you have like very simple, you just walk around, find clues, what's going on. And it's like a insanely beautiful story. So that's a great game to play. I think in that in that kind of like same area, I think you can say like there are other games, like there's games like Life is Strange, where you just like episodic game, uh, episodic versions that you, you literally see as in episodes and you, you, cool. you control a character and it's like supernatural a little bit and you have like consequences of your choices. So you have choices to make and you have dialogues to choose when you're, you know, uh, talking to any other character. So that I think 
you might enjoy. That's uh, I think you have, will have a good great. time. That's called again? It's called Life is Strange. Life is Strange. Okay, I'm going to add that to the list. That sounds yeah. good. I, look, I love games. I love puzzles. I love stories. I think I'm meant to be a gamer. I just got to start. <laughs> you just gotta, yeah, you, you know what? There's no age, no limit to when you can start. It's just perfect timing. If you jump into it, that's great. You know, this, the world of video games is so big and there's so much happening and there's so many awesome people who work on these video games and amazing actors like you who get to voice all these amazing characters. So you guys are doing such a, first of all, you guys are doing such a great job on, on all these, on portraying these characters. It's so fun. It's so fun to listen to everything and the stories and all of it. Well, it's so cool to hear from people like you and the people who have commented saying how much they enjoyed playing the game. It's just such a, it's another reward at the end of this wonderful process already. Yeah, I can, I can totally imagine that. That, that is, that must be a great feeling. Uh, but there's one thing that I always get to, especially for me, I, I always have like hard time is whenever I'm, I'm doing anything new or I'm doing anything that even, even this interview right here, just before the interview, I would get super nervous, super anxious, right? Five minutes before I'm like, Oh my God. And so do you have those moments ever? Like even now, like in acting, whatever role you get, do you, do you get that anxiousness before going in it or, or do you have it a little bit better where you have a process that you can handle that anxious feeling right now? I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I felt the same way coming into this interview. I don't know that those nerves ever really go away. I think uh, meeting new people and having conversations and having it be recorded is a nerve wracking experience. So it's totally normal. I try to connect with my breath. Uh, I try, I went outside this morning, I went for a walk. I think going outside is really good for anxiety. Um, I mean, I've chosen a very hard career and I think anxiety just comes with it. I remember graduating high school and thinking, okay, am I going to go to college and am, am I going to get a regular job or am I going to make peace with the fact that I'm going to live in the unknown for the rest of my life and wait for people to give me jobs when they decide it's time. And, and I chose that path because I love what I do, but it's really difficult. And I'd say the anxiety comes more from the time between work, less from getting the job and then going to set. I mean, I love that experience. And when you feel like you've earned a job and you're given a script, you're like, I know what to do here. I'm, I'm ready. Whatever they want to throw at me, throw at me on set, I'm ready for it. But I think it's the downtime in between. I think it's the um, being unsure of when you'll work again. I think it's submitting a bunch of auditions. It can be some of your best work you feel like and you hear nothing. Yeah. And it's that anxiety that is really tricky. So to combat that, I, I try to do things that that I love and have other things going on in my life besides just work and just acting. Um, I think it's really important and getting outside. I can't say enough about it. Go get outside in the fresh air and, and look at the trees and sit in the grass. It's probably my favorite way to, to combat anxiety. Yeah, that's actually that's actually a very good way to combat anxiety because even I, I especially me, I would sit in here and in front of my computer and be like, I will do all the work here, and my sister will always be like, Hey, let's go outside. I'm like, No, I always say no to that, and it's just I don't know. It's just probably an automatic response of saying no, 
Uh, so uh, I, I feel like I sh- even even someone like me, I should get out a little bit more and getting out, I th- even getting that fresh air, just like for even for five, 10 minutes, I think it's a yeah. game changer, really. It's, it's like a reset button. It really is. And sometimes I'll have those days where I'm spinning in circles and I'm like, and then I'll ask myself, have I been outside today? And then I go, no. Okay. It's time to put on a jacket and some shoes and go get some fresh air. And I always feel better after. It's really simple, but it works for me. And I, I think it might help other people. Yeah. I, I think, I think that too. And, uh, with that, I think another thing that I even struggle with is, um, you know, losing that confidence on your, with yourself. Like, you know, a lot of times when you do something great, you have that confidence, but sometimes then there's a little tiny bit of something that goes wrong. And then you're like, oh, well, of course, of course it had to happen with me. And then all of that just goes down. What do you think is, do what do you think is like most important for someone to like kind of build up that self-confidence in themselves? That is a great question. Um, Again, I think doing something just for you that you love, and it's not about how good or bad you are at it. it. It's not about comparing to other people. It's not about posting to social media. And, And it could be anything. It could be dancing, singing, pottery, soccer, whatever it is. It's it's something that that you love that ignites a fire in you. And there's there's no measuring, you know, there's no score. Um, I think that recently I've started doing DIY stuff around the house and I'm learning new skills. I think learning new skills is really yeah. great to build your confidence. I'm learning how to recock my shower and <laughs> and regret which is not anything super exciting, but man, do I feel accomplished. And afterwards, <laughs> I look at it and go, I did that. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Right? So I, I think even if it's small, learning a new skill, um, I think is a great way to, to build your confidence. I don't know. Is that a silly answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. that's a silly answer at all. I think that's great. I love I love that there's there's a way for, for anybody to build that confidence. And even if it's as simple as, I don't know, like, you know, drawing something on a piece of paper, like it's like as simple as that. Maybe maybe we need to do something because I think a lot of people, even even me and I know some of my friends also feel like they need something for to happen to them. And that's how they're going to get that confidence level. But sometimes it's really the simple things like you mentioned dancing. Yeah. And I love I love dancing a lot. It's like something I do. But you know, I have not do. I've not been doing it a lot, but I I really go back into it when I'm like not feeling like kind of low in the sense of like I'm things are not working the way I wanted it to and all that stuff. So I always put my headphones on and just go for a dance, and I I really enjoy that moment. So it's I think it's very important. I think that's great. I think music heals. I I love dancing, and I think we we get so uh, what's the wound up, and it's yeah. just a really great to kind of let loose and and feel free and I mean we're really hard on ourselves I think that's that's the difficult thing too and you lose perspective and you know I was having a low moment at at the end of last year and one thing I made myself do is I, I sat down and I wrote down all the things I accomplished in that year because I'd lost perspective and I asked myself how would 15-year-old Emily feel about where she is today and all of these things that have happened this year? And I'm like, mm, she'd be pretty excited. But me, where I'm sitting today, I'm like, but it's not here. And, and I'm, I'm comparing myself and it's all these things, but it's when you force yourself to look at it and go, hey, 
you know what, I'm actually doing all right. I'm doing better than all right. And, and celebrating those wins and just forcing yourself to really look at it. I think that's really helpful. That's that's amazing. I I think one of my friends always tells me like, hey, if you ever feel like you're not you have not accomplished a lot, really take a moment, literally five or ten minutes, and just sit down, take a book or something, and just write down what you literally did, and you will really find a lot of things that you have accomplished that you probably you did know, but it was like so back or like you just completely kind of forgot about it that those were some good accomplishments that you actually did this year. So it's really important to you know, kind of get to know that again, that, hey, you did this. You actually did this this year. That's pretty cool. Nobody else did it. Like you did it. You didn't do it before. So absolutely. You have to celebrate that. And it feels like those wins happen and then they disappear so quickly. Yeah. And then you're feeling down again. And it's like that win still happened. And how do we elongate that feeling and, and recognize and celebrate the hard work that, that we've done that's landed us to where we are today? <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 correct. That's so cool. Uh, I, it's it's I, I there's, there's these things these these particular things I I struggle with a lot uh, all the time, and I always I always get down and I always have to talk to someone like, hey, this is happening to me again, and then I, I they always come back with that kind of like the same reply that I always kind of forget, I'm like, oh, you know what, everything I did a few months back, I should do that again, like writing things down and all that stuff. So it, I think anybody who kind of goes with this uh, all like many times i believe a lot of people do go with this many times so if anybody goes through this i think this this right here should allow you to you know be like do all these simple things and you will realize how amazing it is and how amazing stuff that you have done so far absolutely and it sounds like you're already doing this but it's who you keep around you too yeah. you know you have people that build you up and support you and uh, if you have that circle where you can reach out when you are struggling and have that person remind you of the things that you're doing and that they're proud of you. That's always really helpful too. Yeah, that 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 is very true. Well, uh, I would say thank you so much for for joining on this on this you know interview. It's been so cool talking to you with about the games and everything. I cannot wait for you to play more games, and I cannot wait to Me see too. you see you in the any future video games. That would be super exciting. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and I wish you all the best. I can't wait to watch more of your interviews. Oh, thank you so much. That that means a lot. I I I this is so cool. I just I'm just happy that you get to talk to to me about the game. So, it's an incredible honor for me. So, thank you oh. once again. I'll probably say this a billion times <laughs> to this ends. Well, thank you. Thank you for playing. I really appreciate it and uh I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much guys for listening to this interview with this amazing voice actor. It is so incredible that I get to share their story on how they work as a voice actor and their performance in the video game. It's just amazing in its own to talk to a voice actor who worked in these awesome video games. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I would highly appreciate if you could give it a follow and also share it with your friends or whoever who likes video games. And if you want to watch the video version of this very much interview, you can check it out on YouTube by the name Game in Madness. Thank you once again for listening and I'll see you guys in the next interview.